genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm joined, as I always am, with the other voices on this show, Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Knight. hey We are also joined today by a special guest uh, on loan to us from Comic Book Junto and Man Thing Minute, Adam Tedderus. Hello! Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah, uh, so coming. you're going to help us out with our top story today, which is uh, Avengers Curse of the Man-Thing number one by Steve Orlando, Francesco Mo- Mobile, and Guru EFX. Yeah. Did I get uh, those right? I think you got those right, yeah. And I think the teams changed throughout uh, this mini, because there are three issues in total, and this is the first one, Avengers Curse of the Man-Thing. I uh, can't wait. I don't know if I'll be able to provide any help, but I, I am here. Well, I mean, that's better than what we got, because we got nothing. Yeah, that's, that's usually me every week. So if you have fine. any more than nothing, then you're bringing it. Oh, great. Yeah. Thanks for making me feel good about my contribution. <laughs> yeah. I'm just here to have a good time. I feel. Every episode. Yeah. RJ is just our encyclopedia of knowledge, and he just happens to not have a man thing page, so... Yeah. Hey, I like I love Man Thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's not as an extensive of a uh, you know well, of Wikipedia entry as that. Yeah, he doesn't have a podcast about Man Thing. Exactly. Well, yeah, of yet. course not. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> oh man, two Man Thing podcasts. That would be. It, you guys have to be like mortal enemies and fight each other. Be great. K- yeah, Casey, there there are several Man Thing podcasts. Several? Yeah, wow. there are several Man Thing podcasts. One is called the Nexus of All Realities. Oh. Uh, the, it's a gentleman who lives in Colorado, but he's from Philadelphia, which Weird. is wild. Uh, <laughs> around the same time that I launched Man Thing Minute, the podcast version, someone else started Grand Thing, and it's a, a woman in the UK speaking with her grandmother about... Man thing comics. What? That's that amazing. amazing. Wow. We're out there. We are out there. All right. We are among. There you. are dozens of yeah. us. That's there right. Are dozens of us. Well, That's to- right. today we are a man thing podcast because yes. we've got man thing on our top story. We got man thing on the brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's can't help it. Oh my god. So how are we today? How is everybody? I I had a great week. Uh, as I our, our guest knows, uh, Kong versus Godzilla came out, yeah. but oh, I had sh- the illustrious opportunity to see it with other people in a place. You broke and- the rules, Casey. Are you allowed to do that? No, feel- that sounds wrong. That feels wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a, a very unique opportunity because a buddy of ours um, works in this uh, building that used to be a school called the Bach Building in South Philly, and. Okay. Uh, so they have just unlimited access to the old auditorium that is still just a school auditorium. That's awesome. So they just projected it up on the wall and like 15 of us kind of sat socially distanced and giggled and drank beers while watching uh, that incredible movie. Casey, and, I mean, that's not too different from what you do on a regular basis working in retail. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so it's not like you're breaking too many rules no, for that. No, really not. Just breaking into a school, really, is the. Thing. I saw. I saw on Instagram that you got to watch the 1962 King Kong versus Godzilla as well. Is no, that right? We we walked in and that was playing, and that uh-huh. was just like 
I think that was the kind of like intro, like they're the trying to in. do like the, the, the previews kind of yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was, it was super If you fun. think this one was good, just wait, what we got coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is an extraordinary movie. Uh, they, that movie wasn't supposed to be in theaters. It was supposed to be on TV. The movie that was publishing it went bankrupt. Uh, uh, the, the production company that was making it went bankrupt. So oh they were forced to put it in theaters, even though uh, it was just to recoup costs. And it wasn't yeah. even supposed to have Godzilla who was supposed to be Frankenstein. <laughs> That's Wait, amazing. How, how do you have a giant Frankenstein? How the hell does that even work? Well, you're going to have to find out. In, you're going to have to find out in the movie uh, uh, King Kong versus Frankenstein, which did come out. Um, Frankenstein, he fights Frankenstein's monster, a big Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's it's out there. It um, exists. Does our does our wild. mutual friend slash my coworker Brian know about this? He must. He has I, to. I feel like he has to. But how have I never heard about it? I, I have no know. all this other nonsense trivia about Kong and Frankenstein, but not that specifically. I think Toho has done all they can to bury this knowledge, so no one has forced to reckon with right. it. <laughs> right. It's it's probably all the people from from the the last film who died that they just sewed together into a <laughs> <laughs> Well, if Toho's trying to bury it, you know it's got to be bad. But speaking of uh, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, um, just to plug our Patreon real quick, I think <laughs> Benny is is doing a roundtable uh, review. I of think they're recording Godzilla like versus Kong right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we should be on that. Let's all, let's all just hop off yeah, and go jump raid? in there. Is this I, Twitch? We can just raid. Yeah, <laughs> I actually finished watching it like an hour ago. I, this weekend, uh, uh, Christina, we watched uh the second godzilla one and kong skull island and kong and godzilla vs kong Ooh, man that's a lot of dumb shit i love it dude, it was, <laughs> dude i got exactly what i wanted out of that movie we were watching i think it was kong and it was like first minute in that movie i got kong and i'm like this movie knows what it's doing yep. yeah i'm not here for anything else <laughs> i'm here for giant animals fucking killing other giant animals every minute that there's not a giant animal on screen and it's just people talking is a fucking minute it's a waste it's a waste of time yeah i i feel like there's got to be another there has to be a continuation of this conversation i will die on the hill that the human subplot is important in kaiju movies it's just that these american movies have the most boring dialogue and scripts and just the most awful characters like in in king of the monsters it was just this this these two parents who hated each other and yeah. kept putting their child in danger. Yeah, and like, wasn't one of them a terrorist? Like, legitimately yes. a terrorist? Yes. Like, yes. It's like, these aren't likable people. I don't... Yeah, and like, it is very impressive in Godzilla vs. Kong that you had a subplot with Eleven from Stranger Things, the kid from Hunt for the Wild People, and Paperboy from Paper Atlanta. Boy. And I could give a shit at all about but also, like, like the that's, be- the, You have to the, try really hard to make me not care about any the, of those people. The best character... Didn't even talk. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I assume you mean, uh, uh, oh gosh, what, what was her name? I don't she remember was, what her name was, uh, but G- yeah, she was the best. Yeah, she Jira was the best. or Gina yeah. or something. Yeah, she was terrific. Gia, I think her name was Gia. She was yeah. wonderful. She was really giving it up. She was awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah she was great. Yeah, her and Kong. I will best say, two actors of the movie. You know, yeah. I used to be fluent in sign language. Some of their translations were a little weird, but I'll let it slide. In a movie yeah. of where I let everything slide, uh, I will. Yeah, also. he's a. Yeah, no, he's there's a. Ancient- there's a 
There was a beast. lot of things that I didn't let slide in that movie. And the sign language is nowhere close to like being I can't, one of them. Like, to me, when I turn those movies on, I let everything slide. Because yeah. if you think about it at all, the whole thing's based off Hollow Earth. Uh, Yo, spoiler. I don't want to... No, like, all, the whole franchise I mean, is yeah, all based that, on that. That is, yeah, they, they, they began to speak about that in the 2014 Gareth Edwards one. Yeah. That's where the Hollow Earth stuff started. Yeah. And then we actually got to see uh, the upside down Hollow Earth world. <laughs> sure. Yeah, pretty yeah. sick. So, I spent that whole movie just going, mm-hmm, yeah, sure. It was no, I, I spent that whole movie just looking up from my phone going, this is stupid. <laughs> I love and it. then continuing to enjoy it. Like, yeah, no, I love the fuck it, out of it. I love action. Like, it's just dumb action movies like that. Like, I, just, yeah, there was I some can't believe plots. I got to sit next to people in a place. It was. Yeah. You were really excited about that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm terribly jealous of you. <laughs> Especially then we, like, soon. Then we drank on the roof after. It was fucking amazing. Oh, I that's like, amazing. I'm doing a thing. It's so I love cool. drinking with people. It's oh, one of man. my favorite pastimes. Drinking with people in a place. Dude, I'm so looking forward to the sweet rush of serotonin of canceling plans again. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, soon. Uh, you, here, I'll be vaccinated to... soon, Adam, so you can cancel plans with me in like a month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I've, I've, I just, I'm, I'm one dose in. Um, yeah. I cannot wait to have another panic attack at a crowded bar and cry in the bathroom about it. It's going to be a blast. Jesus. <laughs> Although I, I've, I've already made the decision that the last time I just hit a joint from a stranger is the last time. Like, that's not a thing. Yeah. That, it just sucks that you didn't know that it was your last time. I know. If I had known, yeah. it would have been <laughs> so much better. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just, that just means you have to bring your own joint. So, like, really, yeah. the party and just got better. Be, like, yeah, but, like, that was... Free weed's the best weed. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure Casey was there the last time I had a joint from a stranger. Was that at the Black Mass? or <laughs> No, that was at Zeal and Ardor. Ah, yes. <laughs> the other satanic thing we did together. Got yeah. it. <laughs> Zeal and Ardor. They, is that in the hollow world? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> the hollow That's the gateway to the hollow world. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. should be the theme song of the hollow world. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're here to talk about comics. I just realized I forgot to give you our usual... Uh, Oh, uh, spoiler! <laughs> Especially because we already talked about spoilers for a movie. That just yeah, we already <laughs> spoiled some shit for you, so you've already turned us off. But uh, <laughs> we we spoil comic books on this show. I'm going to give you all some uh, timestamps in the episode description. Sorry, yeah. having a guest threw won. me off. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we my didn't bad. tell him who That's won. My fault. So, like, you know, you still <laughs> got plenty of movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly. <laughs> It's a fucking monkey fighting this lizard. If you really need a plot that's around that, I don't know. That is that is the plot. Yep. It's It's a dragon and a giant monko. There is one thing that I that I would be mad if we spoiled it, but Mm -hmm. luckily we're not gonna talk about it. Yeah. Like yeah, we're done. We're done now. Instead, we're gonna accidentally spoil it. Fucking beta ray bell. We're gonna talk about horse people. Finally we're gonna talk about beta ray bill. So so Adam Tetris, Adam Thing, as I'm mm. gonna refer to you to yeah. for, for you know um, the sake of continuity. Uh, and just if, like man thing, I d I can't speak. I won't I won't I won't have anything to say. <laughs> sure well, glad we is, invited you on our podcast. This is the RL sign man thing, uh, where you can yeah, right. speak. Okay. Unfortunately. Uh, so weird, my Wi Fi is going out. I can't stay oh, on the no, podcast. No. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so if if you are to man thing what I am to Beta Ray Bill. This, oh, is, this is my dude. This is I my understand. This your boy? Dude. Got it. So, uh, Here's your Beta Ray Bill podcast. Man. Yeah. I mean, Beta I Ray Bill Minute? It turns out there's there, maybe there's a bunch of other ones. Oh, I wonder if Bojack Norseman is taken. I'm going oh. to... That's going to be the name be. of... Bojack Norseman. <laughs> that's our new Patreon show. 
<laughs> mm. Oh my god, just so many Walt Simonson comics. Oh my god. Can you call um, it can you call it BRB? Ba- no. BRB. That's good. It's pretty good. I like that. That's not like bad. That. And you you would talk about a uh, uh, beta ray bill and also uh, what it was like to use AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Zoomers. I'm 30. <laughs> every every episode starts with that sound of the door opening when oh, somebody oh, logs yeah. online. It's That's a new format of podcasts shit. where they talk about Beta Ray Bill on AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just post the transcripts. Comics and millennial zeitgeist is <laughs> perfect combination for I love it. podcast. That's where, we need, that's where we should be at. Man, you are just like a podcast like machine. You're just coming up with ideas. Hey, Man. well, so my, my follow-up would be Aim with Aim, where we only talk about advanced idea mechanics <laughs> that would be amazing. on AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> Let's that would make be this so happen. Good. Oh my god! You my whole thing is you. narrow casting. I feel now, like there's one just, person. Just, yeah. just if I could get one listener yeah. that loves it. I mean, that's really what this show is too. We've got like three people that are just like all about. Love, I mean, that's the you. whole movies by minute format too. It's like there there are some movies by minute shows. I'm like, man, there's like one person who's real stoked about this. <laughs> I don't know how there's never been like a Deadpool plot where Aim is trying to take over Earth through Aim. Oh man! You're like this was <laughs> made for us. That totally <laughs> feels like a Modoc plot too. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bots. So anyway. back to Ray Beta Ray Bill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have to talk about this comic. So it is by the Daniel Warren Johnson and color by Mike Spicer. Um, it is partially a crossover with King of Black, but like not really because uh, there's just like one sequence that has to do with King of Black. Uh, Fing Fame Foom has been uh, nullified and yeah, attacks gooped. Asgard. Yeah, he got gooped. Uh, <laughs> with an awesome splash it's page fucking awesome yeah mm-hmm. man my my favorite purple pants dragon it's so good the, yeah my, so there's a huge fight scene with them that's dragon. amazing <laughs> and uh yeah if you're green in marvel comics you gotta wear some purple pants gotta wear purple mm-hmm. pants mm-hmm. yeah, yeah how else do people i don't think he has, has pants does he, have pa- he doesn't have pants in this one uh because he's, he's nullified yeah, oh, no, he's got he just strategically off. placed shadows. No, you he's, lose he's, your pants when you get nullified. He's got black pants. No, he's yeah, black the, pants the pants on. go. They're black in this one. That's right. What do you think yeah. the gnoll? Oh my is? god, the he does have pants. Yeah, it's the gnoll pants. <laughs> Why the fuck does he have pants? Yeah, I, I assume because he has a dick. That's the only explanation I've ever had for Fing Fang Foom. It's like, can, just it, don't I don't want to think dick. about the dragon dick, but now you've made me think about the dragon dick because you put shorts on him. Like, well, he could knock down a skyscraper with this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. The, the, the things I anyway, don't want to think about. Let's Marvel. not focus on that. Uh, uh, too late. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's like a good 10 page in very Daniel Warren Johnson style uh, epic fight scene that you just have to buy the comic to look at it because it's so fucking pretty. I love um, that he calls him a puny horse face, too. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he says, I love horse meat at one point. Yeah. But, yep. yeah, he kicks the shit out of Beta Ray Bill because, specifically, Beta Ray Bill does not have his... Or BRB, I guess I'm going to call him now. <laughs> yep, BRB. Um, BRB does not have uh, Stormbreaker, so he's getting his ass whooped. Thor broke it like a dick. And he yeah. did. And then Thor uh, shows up like a dick and saves the day like a dick. Yeah, Thor's just a dick in this. Well, I He's mean, just, such a dick. Yeah. just like its name, it broke. I mean, like, uh, you can't be too surprised if something like that with happens. A sto- yeah, a storm broke it. Mm. <laughs> got hit with Mjolnir, you know? Too literal. I don't I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Boy, uh, when it breaks, it breaks. <laughs> I'm getting RJ with puns today. I'm going but, for it. Let's you know, as it, as it turns out, so, you know, <laughs> Thor has the Mjolnir, which makes him transform. Yes. Uh, evidently, which I didn't even realize, it's been a long time since I read his origin. Uh, 
Stormbreaker is what helps Beta Ray Bill transform back and forth from his uh, horse face form to his humanoid form. His horse warrior form. Horse he's just warrior. stuck in cyborg horse, face horse mode. warrior. Yeah, he's stuck in horse face mode, and uh, he tries to get busy with his ex girlfriend uh, Sif, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yo, um, you wanna you wanna go back to being a person?" Can and you, he's like, you? "I can't." And then they don't. It's sad. I like how she's like, "I'm not attracted to you when you're in horse form. Only when you're in that weird alien humanoid form with no nose." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, was thinking about the same thing. Like she, she got all the way up to the precipice. You know, she was like, "Let's go back to your room," and yeah. you yeah. would not be in that invested. You know, if you were that appalled by the horse face, right? like my, yeah. my man's it, still jacked. It like, feels yeah. it feels a little body shamey, but also yeah. like, and if he's still in horse mode, <laughs> it, should, it, it should just cut to just a saying. splash page of Beta Ray Bill with a bag over his head. <laughs> But I was I was talking to Brian at work about it, and he's like, I read it as he can't get busy because he's not a humanoid. If you catch my drift, all the blood is is in his his face erection. No, because she was definitely (laughs) disappointed that he couldn't. She couldn't transform from like a look thing, and it didn't seem like he was unable to. No, he's he's unable to transform. He can't. No, I meant like una- yeah. I meant oh. unable to perform. Oh, oh I see. Yes, I yeah. see what you're saying. Because Sif seemed he to can, like he can't transform, but he can. Yeah, well, Sif seems more upset about that the non-transforming part. It can be. It can, it can really be a confidence thing, right? You know. Yeah, you know. You you know too, yeah. that there there's some days when you just feel like you you don't have it, even if you yeah. are just a majestic entity on yeah. all other days, and yeah. you know that that affects your ability to be intimate with someone. That makes sense yeah. to me. I love that Daniel Warren Johnson made an extremely metal comic about a dude who's like, I get it, I'm ugly as hell. And, like Daniel Warren Johnson brings so much earnestness to the, just the coolest stuff. Oh, he yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, like the vibe I'm getting from this is a very like Quasimodo Frankenstein's monster, yeah. like Phantom of the Opera kind of like, oh, I'm a monster, but he needs to learn that he's beautiful on the inside. Yeah. Well, it's a uh, pandemic, so some, sometimes we all just get stuck with a long face. Oh. <laughs> there it is. RJ's back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> RJ has a has a page of notes, and the only thing it says on it is why the long face. <laughs> that, that was my only note. When I talked to Casey, I was like, no one said it in the whole book. He did say that. Uh, Come on, it's right there. Face, Bill? <laughs> Why do oh I got to think of everything? <laughs> Man. But yeah, no, sad, sad horse face Bill's going to go, uh, you know, get on the scuttlebutt and he's going to go find Odin and he's going to make Odin make him a new one, which I don't think is going to go well. I think he's just going to st- yeah, still be horse face man. I was um, pretty curmudgeon these days, too. So The other thing is like, okay, so this comic, not a criticism, just one clarification here. So this takes place immediately after the events in Thor, where they all fought, uh, oh my god, I'm going to forget his name. Donald Blake. Donald Blake, thank you. Um, but he's like, I got to go find Odin. It's like, dude, Odin was like right there. You just missed him. He was like... He was helping you out. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, Beta, well, Beta but it's not really specifically sad, clear when it takes place because mm-hmm. that yeah, fight isn't resolved yet. Yeah, it's True. after, but like, is it the after after or is mm. it just after? You know, I just assumed Be- it was all the same time because of the King and Black thing. Mm. Marvel well, continuity. Maybe? Who We're, cares? What is King and Black isn't in the normal Thor? I don't. I don't know. I. Yeah, Thor's in King and Black, but King and Black isn't in Thor, so I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah, like I said, just one clarification, but it uh, doesn't make sense, and that's fine. Um, he also has a really good like oh, talk with Thor, where it's just like, yo, why you gotta be a dick? Like, why are you such a 
dick. He's like, dude. I'm just being me. He's like, well, stop. Maybe just stop doing that. Beta Ray Bill should just become best friends with Black Knight because Thor hates Black Knight. So it's just oh, like, yeah. oh my God, that'd be amazing. And they're both off. sad boys. They're such sad boys. They're so sad. I love <laughs> that conversation that the uh, Beta Ray Bill has with Thor because it feels so meta. And yeah. Thor is always the number one Asgardian. But mm. I mean, talk to any comics head. People love Bill. He's yep. such yeah. a fan favorite, but he never gets the spotlight in the way it's that true. people think he ought to. And so that, that felt like such a cool conversation for Daniel Warren Johnson to put out on the page of Absolutely. Beta Ray Bill finally becoming aware of like, come on, man, you, you show up and save the day and nobody <laughs> gives a shit about me. I'm weird looking. <laughs> so I, I just thought that it's, again, it's like, what a, what a cool way to meld the the meta narrative with the lore it was it was awesome why are you so much better at doing our own show oh <laughs> do you uh, want to replace me oh i'm sorry what i what i meant to say was horse man looked cool <laughs> i like horse man uh, he's just no, bringing that's, a different take to no our that is podcast. yeah i was uh felt very similar that i was just, gonna say that i was gonna say that to yeah uh, yeah no like yeah i was writing my notes if no. you guys want to read them <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted a little Beta Ray Bill comic. I'm I'm just bummed this is only five issues. That was I've been well, so excited for Well, maybe if it's successful, some... maybe it'll be longer. I mean, Daniel Lord Johnson is a busy dude, and <laughs> yeah. you know he he really excels in the minis. I feel like yeah. Daniel. We, I one of the things that comes up with me all the time is I look at a great talent, Daniel Warren Johnson being one of them. I think of Tom King. We see what happens when he gets put on a long series. Yep, it's yeah. usually not his territory. Yeah, so get, get burnt out and get uh, edited to death. And, yeah, yeah you know, art must take forever. Yeah, right. I was going to say that yeah. too. Just like, a, some- just the sound effects. <laughs> but yeah, there's seriously. there's some great moments in this where like there's vision blur of stuff that's really fast and really loud. Yeah. There's oh yeah, a yeah. lot of really great faces. Like mm-hmm. Bing Fang Foom has some wild fucking faces in this yeah. issue. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, also, Scuttlebutt looks incredible. Uh, that was oh, my favorite my favorite moment was the Scuttlebutt parts. Scuttlebutt. Oh yeah, they they have a good little flashback where you find out like how he's like attached to Scuttlebutt. It's, uh, it's so sweet. Also, he's watching um, Hook. The whole yeah. Time. yeah, yeah. Thank you. All right, that's what I thought they were. He was Rufio. Rufio. Yeah, that's fantastic. What is that? What is that reference? Why? I don't really know. I'm assuming it'll have something to do with like his Peter Pan complex. Like he's mm. like, or never... Daniel Warren Johnson was just wa- it was just on the TV when he was drawing this comic. I do know. I'm really excited for at some point in this miniseries, he's going to be wearing a fucking Power Trip shirt, which is. One oh, of my favorite bands in R.I.P. Riley. And like, that's such a, and he's wearing like a baseball cap and a power trip shirt. And I was like, I want a poster of that on my that's wall. His, uh, that's his undercover disguise. He's, yeah, he's yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the better version of Star-Lord discovering Earth music. Yeah. yeah but it's yeah. just fucking thrash metal from, from <laughs> it's Texas. This, it's this horse cyborg alien finding yeah. Earth music. <laughs> good for him. Finding right, yeah, good thrash for him. hardcore. Yeah, that's. That's all, that, that's all I want. That's all I want the miniseries really to be at that at that point. But yeah, no, it's amazing. I can't wait for the rest of it. Sad, <clears throat> sad horse face. Yeah, sad Bojack Norseman. Bojack just Norseman. horsing well, around. I'm just gonna throw horsing <laughs> around in there. I didn't find. I didn't find a way in. So I'm just gonna <laughs> got drop it on top. <laughs> yeah, like chapter two horseplay. That was cool. <laughs> all right. Well, let's pivot out of this one real hard. Um, do, do you rank the books? Uh, five forks. I'll give it five forks five. for this one. <laughs> Forks. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, five short boxes out of short boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I give it one long box. We should give it CDC <laughs> gratings. 
Oh, wow. Oh, God. See, yeah, would you slab this or not? (laughs) That's three slabs out of five. (laughs) God damn it. Um, Okay. So I got got Shadecraft number one by Joe Henderson, uh, Lee Garbett, and Antonio Fabella uh, from Image. Uh, This is image number one. Um, Love me some image number one. Talking about Peter Pan complex. Yeah, yeah right. seriously, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have this is classic story. Um, girl kisses boy that doesn't like her back. Uh, girl gets attacked by shadows. Uh, Hate it when her, that happens. And her <laughs> shadow fi- and her shadow fights them back. <laughs> Can confirm happens to me all the well, time. This is very Peter Pan. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, yeah, she kind of she's walking home from school or wherever they're at, um, and she kisses this her friend, this boy that. Uh, you know, um, he was like about. He was like about to say something. It was, was like, like oh, yeah, I, I need to need... get my switch back, and she just kisses him instead. And she's yeah, like, it's, Fuck. it's not great consent, but you know, she, she feels just, bad about she, it. So. She shot her shot. You know, yeah. it's fine. Um, and she she was wrong. It was not the right shot. <laughs> um, but as she's walking home, she notices like the shadows from like the lamppost are like changing and following her and then there's just like this giant shadow monster that comes out and it's like attacking her then her her mom flits the light on at the house and they all just kind of go away she's like what the fuck just happened (laughs) um so they go through it in school um but they have a bunch of kids like fuck with her um no one believes her because no one believes her and like all her classmates are just messing with her because she's a she's in high school and then her friend like finds out about the kiss and is like, "Oh, is that the reason why you're making the story up?" And <laughs> yeah. she's like, "No, I swear to God, why would the why why would it be that? Why yeah. would that be the thing I make up to make to distract <laughs> yeah. everyone from the bad yeah. decision I made?" Right. <laughs> she kind of goes back. She goes back home, uh, and her brother is in a coma. And well, she he's kind of, he's been in a coma. She didn't. He didn't just become. Yeah, in a sorry. Coma. Yeah, he, he's always, he's as far as we know, he's been in a coma for a very long time. And she starts having a conversation and basically just like, I kind of you know you were great. You were like the perfect brother. And I just I kind of hated you a little bit for that. But like now I hate you more because I'm just known as like the coma. Like you're the coma kid, and I'm just the coma kid sister. So just kind mm. of like, can you just like come back? Like I only you know I just don't this sucks <laughs> um and then her her mom walks in and just starts screaming at her for being in the room and i was like that seems yeah, kind what of like the a, fuck i'm allowed to was, be in here yeah like, like this like, is our house like what the fuck um it's not like he's then, gonna mind yeah right what's what she said which i thought like classic like um response which it's like i probably would have said the same thing <laughs> <laughs> I actually forgot she said I was just Yeah, she actually joke. said that. It's like, or it's like something like he wasn't complaining. It's like, fuck. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh then she runs out of the house at night and she's kind of sitting by a tree and these all the shadows of the trees start coming after her, and then there's this huge splash page of like this giant shadow monster, but then her shadow coming out and like punching into the face and protecting then protecting her. Yeah, and protecting her. And then there's and it tells her to run, um, which is like, all right, my shadow just told me to run, like what the fuck's going this on? This is Peter Pan. Wait, yeah, yeah. right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whoa. So there's this giant shadow fight that kind of goes back and forth. She eventually gets the, the an idea. She puts the cell phone light on. It kind of banishes uh, the shadow monsters, and then the shadow says something to um to her. It's like you saved me. It's like, and it's like I hate, I hate, I hate you too. She's like, wait, what? He's like, uh, he's like, oh, hey, sis, and. 
Apparently it's her brother. Mm. <laughs> Somehow. So maybe this is why he's in a coma? I, I would imagine it has something to do with so. his soul being lost, right? That's, <laughs> That's probably one reason, right? Probably. Um, uh, very cool. Yeah. Um, good teaser. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I want to know what's also, going on. Also, immediately adapted by Netflix. It's already got picked up by Netflix. So Yeah, uh, I could see that. Yeah. The, That's fair. The artwork is so cool. The shadow effects are awesome. Yeah, it's... I would love to know... Like, it's almost like the shadows are like a watercolor on... But, like, on yeah, top of, like, your normal kind of comic Definitely book looks like print. mixed media. Kind of reminds me yeah. of, like, Jock. Like, when Jock did Witches. Mm. Yeah. 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 That kind of vibe. And yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really cool looking. I'm a big fan of Joe Henderson's previous series, Skyward. Skyward, yeah. Awesome. And this, I think, is the same art, uh, Lee Garbett as well. The two yeah, of I think it's the same creative the same. team. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a great the, team. Yeah. yeah. There's a little letter in the back basically talking about, like, um, since Skyward was such a huge hit that he took so much time writing this because, like, what if this sucks? What if no one likes it because Skyward <laughs> was so good? And kind of having that syndrome, like, how oh, do I make another good book that people will like? He's having just, sophomore syndrome. Yeah, so it was kind of interesting to see, uh, like, that, you know, that the letter in there talking, like, we finally got it, and, like, it looks amazing. And the art's... A cr- I, yeah, it looks great. I'm, I'm, This is a cool one. I'm excited for this one. Well, I'm going to go back and read Skyward because I never read that. I, wanna, I never read Skyward I, I want to ask a question of all of you just to bring this up. Joe Henderson is, uh, is so far as I know, a, a white comics creator. And Skyward uh, mm-hmm. centers on a, a black protagonist. And Shadecraft centers on a, a, what appears to be an Asian American. Yep. Uh, and I, I wonder, you know... It, I always think in these kinds of situations, it's a pretty tricky business, right? Uh, you know, a writer to come in and, and to take the reins of a character who possesses a culture that you cannot possibly have those experiences. And, uh, and I, I, I wonder, you know, is this something that Joe Henderson has spoken on? Is there a reason why he selects protagonists in this way? I am not aware. That's a great question. Uh, we should ha- we should invite him on the show and ask him <laughs> yeah hey joe. <laughs> joe we should trap I, him in a room and then get that yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, that is interesting. On, um, i wonder if they're maybe based on people that he's known in his life or something and also like that. It, it, it just from this like small snippet of his career uh kind of gives me brian k vaughn vibes where like brian k vaughn is really good at capturing the voice of women teenagers uh-huh. like people of color like he just happens to very different voices yeah very different mm-hmm. voices and and actually give them like autonomy in a way mm-hmm. that you know most white yeah. men can't Duke do could just be <laughs> yeah Duke could just be a great writer there's also that it's a possibility i mean it's, i i haven't heard him like given i haven't read any interviews with him he might have he's might have spoken on it before yeah but um i mean his his protagonist for skyward she's awesome yeah she um it is tricky business, though. I've seen it done poorly many oh, times. Oh, certainly. Yeah, <laughs> sure, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Countless numbers of times. Yeah, we yep. probably see it done poorly too many times, unfortunately. <laughs> right, and I, I don't think, I should clarify, I don't think it's inherently a bad thing at all. <laughs> right. As a white guy, I think we could do anything. <laughs> We're really great. But, uh, I, you know, I do, I do think uh, these days in particular, especially if you are someone working with, uh, you know, uh, stuff that is, is meeting some acclaim, and Skyward was fantastic. I haven't read Shadecraft, uh, but I'm looking forward to. I, I, I wonder what kind of conversations Joe, whether he wants to or not, is having uh, regarding right. the process. Yeah. You know, yeah, we're on a first name basis. He and I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give, I'm going to give him a call after this. <laughs> hey, yeah. Joe. 
Shoot, shoot him a text. Ask him the, the hard questions. Yeah. Did you hear when I said the thing about horse man? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome, right? No, I know. I know it was awesome. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> All right. So I've got also number one. Um, Silk number one by Maureen Gu, Takeshi Miyazawa, and Ian Hearing. Um, this is one of the first uh, series to feature silk solo um uh, this is the only one that i've read same, basically yeah. my introduction to the character it's um, pretty much my introduction minus a few other things and they didn't yeah. put her in the into the spider-verse movie so she doesn't have like that going for her not yet <laughs> not yet she's, she's supposed to be in the next one but uh she's awesome especially in this book yeah um, she's, yeah so the book opens with two robbers uh karen and carl just, Dude, just the worst. Are, they're just yelling at each other the yeah. whole time. And like, Karen was like, she's like been tracking superhero movements, so she knows when people are like not supposed to be around. And um, then then Carl's like, I hope it works out better than last time because I lost a thumb. And she's like, if I have to hear about the thumb one more goddamn time, <laughs> which so she has like a hero scanner. Uh, or she's just really good at like. I think she's Google. just doing like recon. Like, yeah, silk's <laughs> yeah, she- not normally in this area on Thursday night, so we're gonna go rob this fashion store or something. I guess. I just like the <laughs> idea of all Marvel heroes having like the same bandwidth on radio, <laughs> and like if you have the right kind of scanner, you can just get into all of those earpiece. You just have a CB radio uh, and you just h- kind of hook in. Yeah, <laughs> well, they they all have podcasts now, so you can just listen. <laughs> Ooh. You know. The, he, all the all the heroes who were getting less action, they just stayed at home and started a podcast. Which <laughs> is particularly funny because she works for um, J. Jonah Jameson, who has a podcast. <laughs> yeah. We should get him on. J. Jonah Jameson, I'd love to. Yeah, you would listening. fucking hate our show. <laughs> yeah, we're too we're new media. Anyway, we're too positive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. We'll just have to start calling things menaces. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so Silk. So, um interrupts the robbery and uh she she's like just quipping with them it's like carl don't make me chop off another thumb <laughs> and she just assumes they're married it's like no we're not married and, uh <laughs> they make a joke about disappointing your parents She's oh like, I yeah it's like yeah. you weren't oh, yeah. you uh <laughs> it's like uh karen because she was like scanning for heroes she's like you weren't supposed to be here and still goes you weren't supposed to be a disappointment to your parents and she's like i don't have parents i'm an orphan i murdered them and then she kicks karen into the wall and is like that was for your parents <laughs> <laughs> do we think that she actually murdered her parents i know she's just like a bit character for this scene but like i, really I feel like know. no i feel, I feel like, like no. she did I think she's, she's like a tough to talker tough. yeah <laughs> A tough talking Karen. Fucking tough talking Karen. Karen. Tough yeah. talking Karen. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're in this, like, uh, couture, like, designer uh, store that they're robbing. Yeah. And uh, Carl makes a comment of, like, why do you care? It's just, like, awful, like, awful people. Like, this industry is just terrible. And she's like, don't make me like you, Carl. He's like, you're just <laughs> a thief. Um, and then, so she stops them and. Uh, the woman who owns the store offers her clothes, and she's like, "No, I can't do that. Can I? Can I? Can I do that? Can I do that? I feel like I should." Like, but no. like, can I? But and like, she's like, "Well, these are last season, so they're just gonna, you know, go to uh, 
to whatever, like go to the discount. The outlets, yeah, the they're outlets. just gonna get shipped off somewhere else. And yeah. uh, she's like, oh, "All right, I love those pants." So she like takes a whole mannequin with her. <laughs> and I don't know why that she could just bit put it. Fucking killed me. Yeah, yeah. It, like her swinging, swinging with the mannequin. With the mannequin. <laughs> and it's just in her room the next morning. <laughs> Oh my god! And also, so like, she has this thing where she's like really old fashioned because she spent her whole life in a bunker, and she keeps bringing it up. She's like, "Did I mention I was I was oh, in yeah. a bunker?" Because <laughs> <laughs> well, she's just like she doesn't know how to talk to people. She doesn't know what she's supposed to. do. I know. just realized yeah. this is Kimmy Schmidt, the superhero. Oh, kind of, yeah. 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 It 100% Cindy Moon is. is Kimmy Schmidt. I like it. <laughs> um, and she interacts with her brother, who's a fashion designer, or like you know, want to be like in in school to be a fashion designer, and immediately, and immediately recognizes knows. the fact that she's wearing yeah. like clothes like way past. Well, um, she also still has the tag on. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah but like they're help. way nicer than she should have. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, where the hell did you get those? <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, so she works for uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the newspaper. I've, um, I've, Threats and Menaces, which Threats. is an amazing name for his paper. It's so good. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and then uh, so she ends up like, talking to the the one guy uh who writes also and they go to a crime scene he's playing an og she- game boy i can't let that go unnoticed he's playing an original game boy <laughs> he is i also think it's funny because they call uh j jonah jameson calls her analog um, yeah because she's just reading and st- on like actual paper copies yeah. of things but then that guy's like playing an og game boy yeah. Well, that dude's a like for real hipster. Like hipster oh, is an outdated definitely. word, but like he's got the slouchy <laughs> beanie and the silly mustache and a Game Boy. So like, what else do you call it's, that? I have all true. those things. Am I an insufferable hipster? <laughs> no, no, just you're a just hipster. a regular. Yeah, I was gonna hipster. say there's you're not a regular hipster. You're very sufferable. <laughs> Friendly neighborhood hipster. Sufferable hipster. Is I'm easy to suffer. <laughs> sufferable hipster. Um, That's my new punk band. Sufferable hipster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She wears her like, she wears her couture jacket to a crime scene. Yeah, they go to a like, full-on crime there's scene. There's like, just, like walk ten in. dead bodies around them, <laughs> I know. and she's just like looking through. Like, what, what's the point of wearing that? <laughs> uh, they noticed though that the uh, everyone that died, it was like it looks like a giant like animal attack. Look, yeah, they got mauled to death. Yeah, and um, so. She goes back and finishes writing up the article, and uh, she encounters Jay Jonah, and he's having a lot. He oh just God. like the way he speaks is terrible. He's, he's such a dick. Yeah, he's. <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, after that Don Draper moment, I'm gonna leave." She's <laughs> <laughs> like being misogynistic for no reason, um, and uh, so she kind of has this like she has like a gut feeling, so she follows him after they part ways, and he ends up getting attacked. Uh, and Silk uh, takes them down, and there's this cool page where she, like, flings one of the dudes into the subway, in- into the, the train the car. moving subway. It's like, that yeah. dude's dead. That dude's yeah. dead. <laughs> God. That dude's having a real bad day. <laughs> He's fucking and dead. dead. And then she pulls <laughs> this, like, earpiece out of uh, the dude. And, um... Yeah, it was, like, attached to his ear? Was, like, yeah, it was gross. Yeah. And J. Jonah Jameson is like, well, they were targeting me for a, for a story that, you know, I wasn't covering, but I am now because I'm curious. And so can I hire you as a bodyguard? Mm. And she's like, no, I'm not for hire. 
He's like, well, I'll pay you like a lot. And also, you know that they're going to keep coming back after me. And she's like, God damn it, you're right. It's like, it's going to be interesting being protected by a woman. And she's like, son of a, son of a bitch. I have to work for him twice. Well, maybe her problem was she wrote this article about those murders instead of just saving it and sending it to him tomorrow. He, she published it. Yeah. So it was out in the open. So she's responsible for yeah, them like coming after him. Yeah, she didn't even him. edit it. No, like, yeah. yeah. Bold move on your first day. So she's day, like, fuck, all right, I guess I got to protect you because it's definitely my fault. <laughs> then the uh, then the last thing that happened is that the, the woman who uh, is like the, the heir to um, the tech company that was on the, uh, the earpiece... Uh, she like they we show we we follow her and she the assistant is like there's someone to see you in your room and she like goes in the room and it's this giant cat demon that is <laughs> from X Factor. So oh, is that's a real character? I yeah. just assumed it looked like um, if, it looked like the dog from Ghostbusters were also a hyena. It looks like a like a, if a werewolf had a cat head. That's what it looked like to but me. But she has, you know, like the most normal reaction to it. She just starts, yeah, like, sure. sits down and has they tea just, like, with drinking it. drinking tea is so yeah. good. <laughs> There's, like, a brief moment of hesitation. It's like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the tea. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Yep. Uh, uh, I love this, though. It was so fun. And it was a really great introduction to the character. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. surprisingly, I'm assuming, because it was created by Asian American women. <laughs> so yeah, that I, probably uh, has a lot to do with that. Really We've come a long way from Dance Lot in 2015. Yeah. 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 Really I mean, enjoying I, the uh, Marvel trend of hiring people of color to write people of color. Yeah, that's a, that's between, a good thing we should have been doing all along. It turns between out. this and the new America Chavez book, too, um, they're both mm-hmm. really good. Actually, I didn't get a chance to read that one. I really wanted to. Though. Number two is mm-hmm. next week. Oh, nice. I will have to catch up. You're on watch, Joe Henderson, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, you, but also you're enemy number one now. <laughs> you better not fuck it up. Oh, God. I don't like calling people out because sometimes they listen to this and... We really like your work, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're doing a really good job. It's perfect. We can keep up with good work, We can just blame it on our guest. It's perfect. It's like, oh, yeah, we, will, we just won't have him back. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's a one-off. It was no big deal. Yeah. I've noticed that um, uh, they, there's also been a trend uh, in Marvel hiring authors who do a lot of YA. And yes. Maureen yeah. Gu uh, has has a, a number of, of really self uh, successful books under her belt, and I'm very excited because I, I just love Silk's aesthetic. I feel like the costume oh, is cool, the her vibe costume, is cool. Yeah, awesome. But uh, sure. you know, when it was being written on the the heels of um, uh, what was Dan Slott's big event that the Spider was it Spider Verse back in 2015? Yeah, he did do a Spider Verse event. Yeah. yeah, on the heels yeah. of that, I feel like uh, I was done with Slot. <laughs> I was like, we're good. I don't need this <laughs> anymore. Enough. But yeah. but I like Cindy Moon as a character, so I. I I'm really excited about seeing her in new hands. Yeah, also, yeah. the only thing I knew about her character at all was that like her and Peter have like a weird feral yeah. lust for each other, yeah. and that's just weird. Like they have, like, they just like have that instant bone. Yeah, they, thing ha- they just have to. If they're 
in the same room, they just fuck. Like that's Insta-bone. just yeah. We don't what need they that do. anymore. We yeah. don't need that. Gotta just- say, and like totally of this moment. And I know that this is not currently the arc, but like that whole fetishization of Asian women. I feel like Slot really would have painted himself into that space if he uh-huh. were pulling that shit right now. So yeah, <laughs> very yeah. happy. It's good for to just ignore that that ever happened. I like that they yeah. didn't even bring that up because that's like literally not. I don't. I'm not a huge Spider Man fan anyway so i wasn't really reading the slot run but knowing a, the only thing i know about her from a tertiary glance is that, is that she bones peter yeah. like that's that was a, that was her character so like that's to, to just completely do away with that was really the right call that was a pretty <laughs> horny story arc for peter yes, parker also like he was getting it from all over the place <laughs> yes it was that's right and uh doc ock i think was too around yeah. the same time Whoa, slot was uh he was repressed. And Doc was Ock was getting something. it in Peter's body, which is just... Oh, that's, that's also bad consent. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Wonder like Woman 84. <laughs> Can I just say, I also really love the covers for Silk, number one. Uh, the cover and all of the variants are so fucking rad. They're um, really good. The interiors remind me a little of Gabriel Walta, uh, Gabriel mm. Hernandez Walta. Oh, yeah. It's, I know it's not Gabriel Hernandez Walta, but uh, they do they kind of remind me of that. Definitely similar vibe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So moving on to a true story, we have uh, yes. the Department of Truth, number seven. By James Tynan the Fourth, Tyler Boss, and Roman Tidoff. Uh, the real true story of the fucking Men in Black. Yeah. Also, Tyler Boss. I didn't realize he was going to be on this issue, and it fucking rules. Yeah, Tyler. The right. art in this is just spectacular. I love this kind of artwork, and it's very like it takes place in the '60s, and it's got that kind of '60s flair about it. And like, like Tyler Boss is just so good. I've said it like when we talked about his last book, and we talked about Four Kids. Like he's so good at like the timing like comedic timing like this isn't a funny book and he manages to put in little gags like of just like it's a little funny but also yeah. horrifying so nah, mostly horrifying <laughs> so yeah so this is a, this is another one of our deviations from the main plot of this book where we have um lee harvey oswald as a young man a younger man um meeting at a diner for an interview with this guy he didn't know was a 17 year old <laughs> to talk about the men in black and this this kid made like a pamphlet of all of the stuff he's found out about these men in black and reading through it like being somewhat familiar with the men in black phenomenon it, it it's like it's an awful lot of mythos to cram into like six pages and it's done Holy shit, incredibly it is. well yeah like i gotta tell you I know a lot about the Minimal. <laughs> Red Mothman prophecies, okay? Big like, I got fan. some. <laughs> God damn it. Here come the Betty Black. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I was like, oh, are they going to bring up? Oh, yeah, there it is. They, like, they nailed it. Like, all the need to know facts about the, the true cases of the Men in Black are all there. What does that mean? What, is, what are the true case? Is this real? Am I in real life? <laughs> You are in real life. You're going to get a knock on your door soon. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah. And you're going to get a terrible headache. But, yeah, oh, but, but, yeah. but the, these are actual documented events. Like, oh, like okay. wh- whether they actually happened or not, these are things that people reported to have happened. So, yeah. So, for, for Adam and any other listeners that don't know, essentially, it is a, a phenomenon similar to UFO sightings, similar to, you know, like uh, other cryptids and that sort of thing, where these creepy as fuck men in black who usually are like seven feet tall their skin doesn't fit right on their face they've got like 
no <laughs> eyelids and their like lips are like bright red and mm. they don't have like the right joints in all of their hands and arms and they just show up out of fucking nowhere and intimidate people that have been talking about uh, UFOs. Yeah, they, like, they, they, essentially- they psychically bully people into shutting up about UFOs. Got yeah, it, and they've it. like they've showed up to like investigations like at the like uh I forget exactly where but they like showed up to like take charge of an investigation and every like even the bosses of that like organization were like yeah uh I don't know how they got here but they're in charge now yeah <laughs> like oh. yeah it is it is all very like psyop weird no fucking clue where they came from but they're not humans and they can obviously. like rest on metal shelves and indent them. Yeah. Yeah. So, like- so this this kid has been he hasn't necessarily been following the Men in Black, but what he's been reporting a lot on UFOs. And no, some he's of this- been following the Men in Black because he figured that the UFOs were just right. Well, he had started by following the UFOs and then found out that everyone who reports on UFOs end up getting bullied by these Men in Black. So anytime he sees an article about a UFO, he'll start to show up at that person's house and just wait around for these men in black to show up until they finally showed up at his place. Like, you know, dropped a psychic migraine on him. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, is it weird that I believe in the men in black more than I believe in like Bigfoot? Is that weird? It's a little weird because it's it's about (laughs) the same level of crazy. But there's like evidence for this. There's evidence of Bigfoot. No, there fucking is. All the like (laughs) plaster casts of feet have been proven to be fake. It's just man thing. (laughs) It's just man thing. That'd be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you see the Mothman, you get fucking radiation poisoning. You're like, there's no proof of uh, fucking Bigfoot. I think Sean got Men in Black. Yeah, I I was just about to call time out until we get Sean back. (laughs) <laughs> he like cloned himself. What? Yeah, you know? what, what the fuck is going on? It there? appears Sean has been Men in Black for a little while. As a matter of fact, <laughs> because I think like eight minutes ago, Zoom said that I became the host. I saw that. <laughs> I was like, it's I just, just figured he was going to pop back on any minute now, so I was rolling with it. Yeah, but. it's just going to be Will Smith as soon as it opens up. He comes back up and it's just a glowing orb. <laughs> yeah, actually, Sean is my favorite cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks like we got Sean back. Finally. I'm back, guys. Will Smith neuralized me, but I'm back now. Did you get got by the Men in yeah, Black? He got but me. he forgot about what he was supposed to talk about with this book. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. He only got me for like ten minutes, so that's that's a lifetime in Men in Black years. Yeah. But so wild, so though. he's 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 this kid's talking to uh, Lee Harvey Oswald about the Men in Black, and. Lee's like, so you've seen them yourself? He's like, no, but I've talked to people who have and talked to people who've talked to the people who have. And, and he's like, well, get back to me once you've seen one. And then he goes home and there's just like one at his house. A smash mm-hmm. cut too. <laughs> <laughs> and it, he's getting like those intense migraines and they're so bad. And he just like pulls out some tinfoil and puts it on his head and then it stops. So then like this guy for like the rest of his life walked around with tinfoil on his head because of how scared he was by these men in black. And then cut to like 50 years later, he's working in the department of truth with the tinfoil on his yeah. head. Yeah. And Dude, the, uh, the, the person in black that showed up at his house, like at, at different points, like morphs into the lady with X's for eyes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like maybe she's oh, man. a man in black or they're part or she's of just the counter thorough line through all of it. Yeah. yeah. What, yeah. Do they, she, what do they call she, themselves? What's the other side? the department of truth i can't remember what they call oh. themselves black hat black, maybe they're like maybe the men in black are part of that you mm. 
or vice versa who knows so, yeah who knows what what is the connection between the the movie i don't I, think, I think uh, nothing. nothing there's nothing there's, i think uh, both have aliens i but, think the movie <laughs> was like what it's what if we made movie, a right? what if we made a movie about these men in black and then it went through so many different executives and so many different writers rooms that it ended up being like all right it's a family comedy with will smith <laughs> like that's yeah. what this turned it's into it's a family cop comedy it is there's, it got, there's a music video deal Western. it's gonna be on mtv every 10 minutes it is a comic book movie right there is this that's right material yeah so, yeah they, it was an air cell comic in the 90s wow. is that have any like basis for like the 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 legend folklore of them yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's like a really pulpy sort of perversion of the folklore. Because if I recall, yeah. the, the comics were in very broad strokes were just an international organization that reported on paranormal activity. That's it. That's right. it. Uh, the, so, I mean, there is a connection somewhat for like, you know, mind wiping and, you know, bullying someone to not talk about UFOs. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. it's not completely separated but it i mean it's pretty far removed just it would just be really hard for your lovable uh slapstick main character to be one of those like nightmare sure yeah i mean that that is (laughs) that's literally it's it's just interesting to see how it got to that point they are nightmare fuel though it's just the joel schumacher batman version of this yeah they got wild wild weston but (laughs) don't talk shit on wild wild weston or schumacher batman okay (laughs) <laughs> I'm not reading they, Department of Truth, but the the number one question that I have is this: Are the coffee addicted aliens from the hit film <laughs> Men in Black, starring Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, are they in Department of Truth? Not yet. Unfortunately, not so not, far. Not no. yet. Yeah. Okay. Right. Not yet. <laughs> I'm hearing Truth. a TBD. <laughs> as, we, um, as we routinely classify this, the scariest comic out right now, um, oh. not because of any horror, just because it's definitely real. <laughs> yeah no essentially uh, the whole premise of the book is that if enough people believe a conspiracy theory it becomes reality and like rewrites history so that it has always been reality yeah. so then this second story arc is kind of exploring how that has happened throughout, the throughout history. history if you are familiar yeah. at all with mike carey's the unwritten it is the horrific version of fiction is real but yeah, it's like the false flag theory. school shooting version oh, of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but like the, the men in black, Q-Anon. the men in black play a really interesting role in this because it, at a period of time where people were seeing a lot of UFOs and a lot of rumors were going around about aliens and paranormal and all this other shit, a clandestine organization built on snuffing that out. If if that's the way things work, is kind of a good thing to have but like also in and of themselves if enough people believe that there's some sort of clandestine alien operation to like snuff out (laughs) then that's going to be itself be true so it's like this like tug of war of reality Mm -hmm. yeah no it's fucking wild it's also so far the only one that's real because we've talked about flat earth and we've talked about fucking no, I, I love how you, we talked you about, talked this about this book you're like enough of these fucking real the way you put this like enough of these conspiracy theories you know at least this book's talking about some real shit i'm like get the fuck out of here about, yeah i mean like satanic <laughs> panic was real in the sense that it really ruined people's lives i mean no yeah, i just yeah, yeah, think but it wasn't real in the sense that anyone ate no babies, i just think it's funny know? that you know like, all the all these other theories he's covered in this book so far bullshit complete bullshit. fabrications men in black <laughs> 
100% real. Speaking <laughs> of satanic panic, does anyone else feel real super great that that's back over the last couple oh, of weeks? Yeah. I'm thrilled it's been personally. It's a fucking blast. I think it's rad yeah. that Lil Nas X is bringing it back into the in, into our modern times. I'm proud of him for that. Um, welcome back. Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> is cool now and mainstream. Lil Nas X is uh, a, the silver surfer for the devil. It's great. <laughs> it's great. I just don't want to get killed because somebody's like, because like that guy probably eats babies. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. No. Like, oh, I've heard about Satanists. They all eat babies. Well, we don't. It is the tenderest <laughs> meat. So we're just here to tell you that we don't eat babies and black masses are usually. Yeah, born. here's a modest proposal. <laughs> Leave us oh. alone. <laughs> in, uh, in well, in 2021, it's all about beyond babies. You know, it's not real meat. <laughs> all right, I don't want to have this conversation. Let's uh, talk day. about X Men. Who's got X Men? <laughs> oh my god! All right, I got X Men. Let's get out of here. Uh, it is by X Men 19 by John Hickman, Mahmoud Asrar, and Sunny Go. They're in the um, vault. We're in the fucking for like vault, a really guys. long time. We fucking did it. Yeah, we're in the vault for hundreds and hundreds of years. So it's like Hickman went listened- in the vault to write this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right uh it took him a year and a half to do it um yeah essentially if you if you weren't you know up on the previous issues um wolverine sink and uh darwin all went into the vault so that their powers combined can you know they can um mutant what's, what's it called mutant uh, technology yeah, mutant captain planet, uh, yep synergy. yeah they can mutant captain yeah. planet themselves synergy into <laughs> Uh, staying alive and doing reconnaissance and figuring out what the fuck the vault is Combo. about. They find out. <laughs> <laughs> they find out for sure. Uh, yeah, like there there are multiple timelines. I'm just going to run through Dude, this. Darwin is the like, MVP oh. in this issue. Darwin's oh. awesome. He's amazing. Um, yeah, so, so essentially there's like huge timelines where like they've been doing reconnaissance trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Evidently the vault has different cycles where they are um, asleep and then and, and parts where they are awake and in the sleep modes but they're, they're but evolving. They're two month cycles. They're two so months. They cycles, can only go yeah. out for two months every two like, and then they have to not <laughs> go out for two months. Oh my god! And then they do that for hundreds, <laughs> like hundreds of, years. of years. And then they spend hundreds of years being separated. They have like a falling out, and they all hate each other. And Wolverine hunts alone, and like then they have another hundred years where like. Um, Wolverine and Darwin are captured, um, and then Sink comes back to rescue them. Sink and Wolverine are badly in love, but like to the point where you can't even call it love because you know a person's like more than like a human should ever know another person. Mm. Like wild shit. Um, and essentially, they're just figuring out that the the people in the vault, the children of the vault, are trying to wipe out mutant kind and become the the dominant species on earth. Uh, so like every time they go through a different cycle, they, they upgrade themselves to be the better version to, to like take Which out. Which is why the they took Darwin mutants. because who better than the mm-hmm. immortal person? Yeah. Someone yeah. whose little yeah. power is to survive. Yeah. To evolve and survive. Yeah. So like they, they kidnap him and then turn him into basically an, an evolution nuke. Evolution uh, engine, really. They used him yeah. and figured out how to turn themselves into the next form so they can go take over Earth. Yeah. And then they, they just have been trying for, for centuries to escape, and they eventually they figure it out. Uh, but in order to do that, uh, Wolverine had to sacrifice herself in the vault, and um, Darwin, or uh, Sink, was able to get out. So uh, as he's, like, dying on 
Krakoa, like, the second he gets out, he's like, Charles, hear me! And then, like, Charles did hear him, luckily, so he still has his memories. He has all the secrets of the vault, but they resurrect Wolverine and Dar- without and any... And Darwin. And Darwin, but they don't have their memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's awkward that he's madly in love with her and she doesn't really know that. Well, I kind of <laughs> like the whole thing because, like, he's talking about, yeah. like, how do you have that conversation? How do you even say that? Like, I've spent hundreds of years with you. I know you better than yeah. anyone, but now you don't remember anything. And it's like, what do you yeah, even and say? Then the- that sounds like a fun <laughs> will they, won't they? Right. right. <laughs> and then, yeah, she looks at him and says, what are you looking at? And, like, snicks her claws out. And he's like, that's a start. Yeah. So it was kind of, like, it was a crazy, it was a in- insane way to condense that much stuff in one issue. The t- like That could have been a uh, arc, multiple arcs. Yeah. Like, they, like yeah. the timeline Fucking pages wild. could have been whole issues. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's five or six of them, I think. Like, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was a lot that happened. Because they mentioned at one point, like, he got out for a sec and then came back and like he came back like two days later and it was like a hundred years. So like, mm-hmm. the t- yeah, yeah. He like tunneled underneath because yeah, he figured out that like the vault has like, it's like a sphere around like, it. So he got under it and then came back and it was like hundreds of years when he was back. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And they had been in captivity that whole time. Like he like just tunneled down to try and like figure out how to get it's them nuts. out. Also, did they resurrect Dar? No, they, they did, did resurrect Darwin. Um, but Darwin's still alive in the vault. Right. Oh, that'll be awkward. Mm. That'll they be awkward. Back. That, yeah. that, that breaks one of the rules. I don't think he'll be alive. Alive. Yeah, I don't know. They'll that's, just have to have a Thunderdome fight. They also didn't really it, solve the issue of the vault. No, no, that's uh, they're coming. They're, yeah. They're well, once they up. got they're Darwin, gonna... they were screwed. That yeah. gave them what they needed to turn into this new version of what they need to be. Like, yeah, like they're they're boned. Well, that's going to be a fun <laughs> yeah, time. They, yeah, like that's yep. not going to be yep. great for anybody involved. Yeah. It, it is such year. a good-looking comic, though. It is uh, Astro oh, so is pretty. so good. Yeah, yeah, it is an absurdly good-looking comic. One of my favorite aspects is the the three different phases of the Children of the Vault stacked on top of one another. Yeah. Getting to yeah. see them evolve yeah. several times over. You know, it 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 almost feels as though like Azrar got to do concepts for different costumes, and mm-hmm. usually you only get to see one pick from the concepts, and he got to just toss it all in there. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. awesome. I love that. Yeah, it felt like a um, like a seek and find, <laughs> like pick pick out the differences between. Dude, the three. And then like exploring the power set was really cool. Oh yeah, the, the everything that Hickman's been doing with mutant technology is fucking awesome because that's like. And the one thing you know, they talked about here is like, as they're resurrecting, they're getting new bodies and their powers are leveling up. Like, does that does that, does that keep leveling up now that? Darwin and um, Wolverine are back. Are their powers now going to be enhanced again, potentially? Mm. Mm. This made me hate even more how X-Men First Class made Darwin out to be such a chump. Yeah. That was the... Dude, I was so so mad. I'm like, that's literally his power, and you... You killed him. Like his yeah, powers, his pa- literally, you can't do that. Like, yeah, he can. He can power. survive anything. And then seconds after, he's like, "Hey, guess what? I can survive anything." They're just like, "Oh yeah, we'll survive this, dickhead." It's like so <laughs> stupid. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, I also did. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks. Well, I just recently watched that movie again. So now that now that I finished Why? now that I finished getting through all of the Marvel movies in timeline order, I'm trying to build an X Men timeline, and oh, it's just impossible. Oh, right, you keep doing that. Again. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Because I, I, I think, you, you I think I'm going to have luck. to watch um, 
Days of Future Past twice in order for the timeline to make sense. You will have better <laughs> luck trying to create a uh, coherent timeline of the Legend of Zelda video games. <laughs> I think it is on par and it is an impossible task. Don't do it. Like, attempting yeah. to do it is kind of like going into the vault. Uh, honestly, yeah. like, you will be in there for hundreds of years. <laughs> Yeah, Sisyphus over here trying to just push that that fucking yeah. X Men boulder. Like I, I, is, I need a, I need a a lot of content that's going to take me a long time to get through. Just watch. Is there a is there a mutant named Sisyphus? By the way, is there a mutant named Sisyphus? Because they're really, really, really that would be so great. The one who always gets really close to getting the job done but can't do it. Sisyphus having to watch American blockbuster movies is like my personal. That's my that's personal hell. Oh my god! All right, y'all want to do some? Yeah, shout let's outs? shout some stuff. Sure, let's talk Real about quick. things. <laughs> That's not that was enthusiastic. <laughs> is that the segment slogan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is let's now. Talk about uh, it's uh, it's just we talk about the same stuff. We're just louder about it. Uh, that, that's yes. the uh, podcast slogan. We're already very loud. As Adam pointed out, I just I'm shouting into a microphone six inches in front yeah. of my face. So. Yeah, Casey has her own compression settings. <laughs> Every, everyone else is pretty much the same, and then Casey's I have to mess with. Yeah, well, she's hype. <laughs> I'm hype. I'm always hype. Anywho, Witchblood number one by uh, Matthew Ehrman, uh, Lisa Sterl, and Gab Contreras from Vault. Uh, fuck. It's, it's, I kept trying to sell this book to people, specifically with the tagline, it is tank girl like manic pixie energy but just with witches and there, there's so, some like, blade mixed in there this felt like oh, um, blade. this reminded me of steeple yeah i got some steeple yeah. energy well from it's this. you've got a witch on a motorcycle crashes the motorcycle and ends up in a small town energy mm. yeah, yeah but I like mean, the, that is, the that humor is the and like steeple. this like the the energy like it reminded me of steeple yeah yeah. And I really enjoyed she's it. Got a, she's got it's, a friend who's a raven. It's less wholesome it's than Steeple. Awesome. Definitely yeah. less yeah. wholesome than Steeple, mm-hmm. but like just like that that vibe. It's, it's it's like if the the main character from Steeple was put in like Mad Max. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, for real though. Yeah, and it's Mad Max with vampires. And it's way uh, it's way less British than Steeple. Right. Yeah. But like it, that was just kind of like it, it was a fun high energy book like you said. And then yeah, it's she's a witch and she and the art is just so it's good. Just a bunch it's, of vampires. it's like such like Becky Cloonan, Val Halverson, like that kind of art style. And I fucking I had to it. double yeah. check that this wasn't Val Halverson. And no, right? It looks exactly like his stuff. And it's it's right, yeah. right. And, right and, up and then his there's alley. an ad for finger guns in the yeah. back too. So it's just like, oh, it's my boy. That's <laughs> my boy. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, this shit rolls. Uh, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, it should be a uh, lot of fun. This seems like a lot of uh, like a fun comic yeah. about witches and, and then vampires uh, rj and sent me someone immediately cosplayed as her i'm like damn that didn't take long especially because there's like you nowhere to the... cosplay anything <laughs> like you i had the blue hair on lock, i'm pretty sure yeah you get a wig you 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 have that outfit like let's be <laughs> yeah, honest that's, here that's just what you look like if you yeah. have that color yeah. yeah like no like i'm saying you personally you could you i have wish that. i had the patience to maintain that i'm color just saying hair, you have the rest not. of the ensemble i'm a hundred percent sure of it yeah, you got the motorcycle and the crow. You, you got this. I mean, I did accidentally dye my beard blue a few months back. That's impressive. Oh, that accidentally. <laughs> I, yeah. I was experimenting with color tone shift shampoo because I have a very white beard, and sometimes it gets kind of rusty. And I was like, oh, they say blue can tone it out. And it just turned my beard blue. Just straight oh. blue. Well, you know. That's- and it took a while for that to wash out. 
<laughs> and now you're like Rob Zombie, so it's cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that was like the the, the uh, edgy third phase of Gandalf. <laughs> Gan- <laughs> Gandalf, Gandalf, the Gandalf the blue. Gandalf the electric blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's his midlife crisis era. That's Gandalf. when him and Sauron were still tight and they were in a metal band together. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'd read that Daniel Warren Johnson comic in a saying. minute. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm just imagining Lord of the Rings done by Daniel Warren Johnson. That'd be awesome. Damn. Mm-hmm. I would finally like Lord of the Rings. Hot take. Wow. Damn. There we go. <laughs> How is that a hot take? I don't like Lord of the Rings. Oh. I get yelled at for it constantly. You didn't even say it was bad. <laughs> you just said it just not. You didn't like it. People who yeah, yell at people fine. for not liking things are pointless. I'm sorry. I work at a comic book store. I agree with you. They are pointless, but it happens to yeah, me. Yeah, that's what you experience every day. Not liking every day. something is different than saying it's bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. No, I know it's good. I just fucking hate it. That's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, what you got, RJ? Oh, okay. Um, my shout out is Black Cat Number Four by Jed McKay, Nina Vakuva, and Brian Reber. A book about a character I didn't even know existed. <laughs> right, Queen Queen Cat. Or, sure. or uh, was it? What was her goblin name? Was it Menace? Or I don't remember. Uh. I don't know. You're the Spider-Man person I believe, here. I have no something idea. Something like that. They referenced it. Well, it's Lily bit. Hollister is her name. Yeah. Then, there was this. There was this period of time where she was not only a goblin but also pregnant with an Osborn. What? Whoa. Yes. Was this also Dan Slot? I believe this was a Dan Slot thing. I have to look. Oh, Are we just no. dunking on Dan Slot in this? Episode? Uh, it was it, because holy It was shit. A, a, a Dan Slot run of Spider-Man. I happened to actually really enjoy. It was just. Yeah. It got really weird at times. Yeah. They're not all yeah. bad. Some of them are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is consistently like my favorite book. Um, this issue, though, takes the focus away from Felicia, as we mentioned, and focuses on Lily Hollister and um, her kind of, I guess she got brain wiped or. She got amnesia. She, got amnesia. she like died and fell in a river and yeah. then came out and she doesn't got know who she is. But yeah, so she her- was she was menace at one point. She got into some goblin serum and became a goblin. Mm. Mm. Sure. So her uh, her whole thing is like the only thing she really has left is being queen cat and like trying to be a hero. So she's choosing to have to like go after black cat because black cat's the the bad version of her. So now black cat has like a uh uh a foil and she's like you know everyone's got a foil spider-man green goblin iron man and bourbon i'm like god damn the shade just, yeah that was brutal i was savage right them there. Like a season. <laughs> but uh, uh it's, it's interesting and it, it sets up um what i assume is going to be a future story arc involving mm-hmm. queen yeah. cat it's cool and it was it was a cool character uh you know development for a character i'd never heard of yeah. so it did a really good job of introducing her for future stuff yeah I just so. consistently enjoyed this book, so I wanted to mention it. Um, I'll I'll be glad when Felicia comes back uh, to the spotlight, but <laughs> it, it was cool to see the world kind of like her book kind of flesh out other characters and set up a kind of a new playground. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. Speaking of um, books that we're obsessed with, or me in particular. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Future State, uh, Superman versus Imperious Lex number three. I just, it ended. Uh, everyone forgot that Future State was still going because <laughs> there's only one book. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, book. for some reason, this is the only one that was like only three issues and it was the only one that like took too long to finish, mm. which is unfortunate because it's fucking great. Essentially, it's just, you know, Lex 
being Trump and uh, losing once again. Uh, but it's just fucking. It's it's so sweet. It's so wholesome. It's so good. Yeah, uh, those two things sure go together. Yeah. <laughs> <Mark>? <laughs> oh, he loses. So it's. I know, know, but it's just funny. <laughs> Who's he run against? Who's he running against? Hillary. Yeah, I think it was Hillary Clinton. No. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, just the truth. Uh, oh. you know, you, Does he get to post as a- his own, the own leader of his own how- home world? I didn't get to this one. Uh, yeah, essentially what happens is um, the... the <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry, I just I just said in the chat um uh, the picture of Lily Holligston as uh menace pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking It was it was a splash page reveal at the end of a book. I remember seeing it going like that's a choice. Oh yep, all right. That's where there that is. On on uh-huh. marvel.fandom.com, that image is accompanied by the caption pregnant with Stanley. And that's that's probably the most offensive part for me is this demon woman menace is having a baby who is prenamed Stanley <laughs> and it's an Osborne. We're gonna stop. I can't that's do that. Not, um, and then there's also the whole gray goblin thing, which is just the worst thing to ever. No, grace Spider Man. Uh, well, yeah. so sorry much. to derail this, but let's pivot. There's oh, that. Let's pivot out of that real hard. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. Now we're... you've seen it. Now we're good. <laughs> now, now the audience has Googled it. Unfortunately, <laughs> and, we're all on we're watch lists. We're sorry. Our audience is probably way smarter than us. They I apologize for nothing. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so yeah, Lex Luthor is essentially uh, Donald Trump with his own planet, and yeah. uh, in the previous issue. They discovered he was trying to get into the uh, United uh, whatever of planets, United Planets, and... The UP, (laughs) for short. And then he immediately decided not to be in it when he realized that he has a precious resource that could basically eliminate all energy use. Well, yeah, he didn't want to be in it because he had to now share it because he had joined this coalition of planets. Exactly. And he's like, no, 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 I don't want to, I'm out, I'm out. And they're like, all right, fine. Yeah, you can quit. You don't have to be in it. It's fine. Because Superman sent the the crystal away to be like synthesized. And now they have a synthetic version of that priceless resource. (laughs) So now their priceless resource resource is totally useless. There's even like a, like a Deutschmark moment where like, Someone has like a wheelbarrow full of uh, crystals? the crystals, nice. and it, he's like, "What?" He's like, "What can I get for all this?" It's like anything above the top shelf, and like the the shelves are empty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "Oh, that's a little too real. That's a little too Weimar Republic for my liking." <laughs> um, but yeah, like essentially, Superman and Lois go back to like welcome anybody who's still living there to be refugees on any of the other planets. They're like, "Yo, we know you fucking hate us. We know you love Lex Luthor, even though he's a piece of shit and he's fucking y'all over." But, like, if you come with us, if you want to live, maybe. Um, But essentially, Lex blames everything on his, like, little robot companion who's, like, loyal to the end. And he's like, this guy let them into here. And, like, he's the reason that the crystals are worthless. And and then he sends them to the moon. The, The robot fixes the plunder robots, the robots that he was using to, like, ransack all mm-hmm. the neighboring and then those robots ransack Lexor. Nice. So they like murder most of the citizens, and the rest of the citizens are like, "What the fuck? 
what? This is what we've been doing to everyone? And this is how we earned all of our wealth? Are so, we like, the baddies? <laughs> yeah, are we the baddies? And in very comic book fashion, the people that worship Lex Luthor like a god actually realize the error of their ways and turn on him. Mm. And that's how you know it's fiction. Mm. Because that hasn't nice. happened. Nice. <laughs> Casey. <laughs> Grim. Yep, yeah, but it was great. I love it. Uh, you know, lots of very Mark Russell moments yeah, where, sure. you know, just calls him like he sees him. He sure does. He sure does. All right. And without further ado, the top story is here. Adam Tetris's or Adam thing, as I so affectionately call <laughs> mm-hmm. him. And thanks for hanging out. Uh, I know yeah. this, this yeah. episode kind of was a bit of a roller coaster, and thanks for hanging on. <laughs> It's been a pleasure. I've been visiting, visited by the men in black. We, we went into the vault for a little while. Yeah. Um, I, I called out and made amends with Joe Henderson. <laughs> I've really enjoyed this time. Yeah, it's I, but I mean, in tr- yeah, in truth, I, I have a lot of books that I need to check out on your accord. And all of you have uh, great taste. These comics sound awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Now tell us about man thing. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, too broad of an ask. Okay, tell, uh, tell, tell us about Man Thing. Not one can in this describe Man Thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, this, this this past week we we had the the first in a mini series called Curse of the Man Thing. Uh, this first one that is in our hands is Avengers Curse of the Man Thing. Uh, later in April is Spider Man Curse of the Man Thing, and then finally in May. X-Men, Curse of the Man-Thing, it's just a one, two, three. All of this is uh, supposedly a celebration of the 50th anniversary of the Man-Thing, who has a truly badly designed logo on a lot of really (laughs) bad variants, all of which I have... To my side right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, we were we were remarking on fantastic. just like how how weird they are. Specifically, my my gripe here is that they put Man Thing's face on all these different superheroes, but all the pretty lady superheroes they did That's they right. just turned them green. That's right. So like what the f- we have a Spider Man Man Thing, uh, Amazing Spider Man, which is just like a Man Thing swinging through the city with sure. uh, you know that Swing situation thing. going yeah. on. Um, that makes Swing sense. Thing. Genuinely troubling. <laughs> Uh, Kamala Khan. <laughs> oh my God! Kamala oh. Khan has like a very small oh, man thing. No carrot nose. <laughs> what uh, is going on? Not a good situation. What is happening? And then this one really phones it in. The Captain Marvel variant. Not only is this not man thing, it's just a green face. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just it's just green Captain Marvel. It's just just like, if this yeah. is in fact for the 50th anniversary, they didn't even include the logo for the 50th anniversary on this cover it's just not I, how would there. i even know that that's for oh man thing i would have no idea that that was for something else it is you know indecipherable women will have true equality we we can also be horrific noodle face monsters yeah finally like that's, hashtag woman that's thing. You know, that's... <laughs> uh, so I, I hate to be the bearer of news, but uh, there is a She-Man thing, uh, which aired in Mrs. Deadpool, if you remember what? Mrs. Deadpool. No, wait, I don't remember this. That was part of the... Uh, wait, wait, that was part that of has... Secret Wars. Yeah. Don't like that at all. Uh, they called yeah. them... Is it a... She was wonderful, in fact, and she's a CPA by day and uh, She-Man thing at night. And she was terrific. She was very cute. Um, had a I little just, uh, butterfly like in her hair. That just seems like unnecessarily... 
Well, you know, it's a Deadpool joke, so it's just like... A woman thing. She-Man has a lot of baggage to it. Yeah, that's the only reason why I think that... That feels very, like, like on the line It feels like I shouldn't be saying We're not endorsing it. It just is canon. It exists. So I think this is a perfect way to get into the sordid history and present of the Man-Thing. So this is the 50th anniversary of the character, the Man-Thing. Uh, debuted in, uh, I want to say, May 1971, just a couple of months before our good friend Swamp Swamp Thing debuted at DC. Uh, Ah, he was first. He was first, although it it should be noted. (laughs) Yeah, left in the dust for sure. Uh, (laughs) It should be noted that uh, the Man-Thing is a not even subtle ripoff of uh, The Heap, uh, who came before him, Mm. or uh, Ted Sturgeon's It, who came before him, or even... Even uh, uh, Bog or Glob from The Incredible mm-hmm. Hulk, who came before the Man-Thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a long history of swamp creatures. Right. Just- also, t- you said Ted, Ted Sturgeon, was that his name? Yeah. Not a subtle when you call your character Ted Salas yeah. either. Like- Theodore Sturgeon wrote a, a, a book called It in the, the late 30s, uh, and uh, everything copied after that. Yeah, he was the first. <laughs> so Curse of the Man-Thing is the first time that we've had a proper Man-Thing comic, like the... You you know, his name is on the front of the book, and it's not just a cameo. He's not just a boy thing in the <laughs> Avengers, which I don't want to talk about. That's fair. Um, That's fair. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> event kind of plays that. like the old like annual crossovers with mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Days of Future Present or Atlantis uh, attacks or whatever. Yeah. But there's not annuals. They're just oversized one shots that connect for the different teams. It's yeah. strange, but yes, it is. And oh, RJ, you're totally right. It plays like an event, but not actually an event. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is which is very curious. It's this weird thing where you have three number one issues, which is again Marvel. What the fuck? If you want to get people into comics, don't have three issues in a series all be number one. And yeah, no, it oh, makes it actually harder to read. The worst comics. was when DC a few years ago did events that was like. Uh, Justice League Suicide Squad mm-hmm. number one, and then the end of the event was Suicide Squad Justice League number one. No, this but they're the same yeah, event, brilliant. just the bookends were the where the names reversed. And I'm like, what the actual hell? How is anyone <laughs> supposed to read this not in trade? Yeah, yeah. like I am so same. glad you said that because <laughs> the, the, I want to take into account that the name of this comic is Avengers: Curse of the Man Thing. This is not. To my chagrin, a Man-Thing book. It is an Avengers <laughs> book, and Man-Thing is the undercurrent, the plot. And yeah. I think that's yeah. something to say, because this is the first time Man-Thing has been on the cover for some time, since 2017, R.L. Stein. We're definitely not going to talk about Ooh, it. Are you sure? I know you it really pained me. It. it pained me. Uh, <laughs> I remember, it, I, I think I have that whole series, and then, like it was one of those books that I kept buying and saving up, and I was going to read someday. And then, like, I took it to the beach, like I do with comics like that. And then, and then you threw it into the yeah. I got like ocean. three pages in, and was like, I don't like this. <laughs> like, jo- like Job trying to uh, return the dove in Arrested <laughs> De- Development, just <laughs> tossing like it into the ocean. But, but yeah. we're we're getting a little bit off format. We usually talk yeah. about books that we like on this show, and I think we we like this book in spite of itself. <laughs> Because yeah. like we, I, I did genuinely love this book. Like uh, all of all of the 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 missteps leading up to it, 
aside, yeah. this well, was we a very good movie. Art, <laughs> I love I the, love the re- art. I love the I return was... of these crazy plant terrorist ladies yeah. that we keep seeing. Oh, horticulture yeah. from oh, yeah. the X-Men. And kind of loving these people. Granddaughter, great-granddaughter Harrower. Uh, who uh, they lovingly I, refer to as Harriet, and she has to say, "No, I'm Harrower now. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> I'm a bad guy. I put in my time. She's dope. I, though. My- I like her. I yeah, think. I thought she was I, cool. I also I aspire to one day be the Golden Girls of plant terrorism. Mm-hmm. I'm t- I'm slowly turning my my life into yeah. You're definitely well on your fucking way. <laughs> and then I just I just gotta age up like seven. Yeah, I'm just glad DC like- finally has or Marvel has finally has a poison ivy. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, wow. Like Poison Ivy with none of the character nuance of <laughs> you know, 50 years of character Can history. we talk about how the the Harrower's big thing is she wants to eliminate all humans from the earth and she re- repeatedly says, uh, yeah, several billions of years from now, then a new species will take over and and man will be gone. That's a long time frame. <laughs> Yeah, um, I also yes. like how that's yeah. too much for even horticulture. They're like, "Well, hold on." Yeah, hold on. They let's, say, "Let's <laughs> calm down, guys." Horticulture says it's a little too far while pouring a, a vial of acid on a rabbit. Like they, they, they are pouring a vial of acid on a rabbit, killing the rabbit, and they're like, "Hold on, <laughs> just chill out, <laughs> chill pill." <laughs> Bitch, you're going a little yeah. crazy. Let's you're go ahead. You're going crazy. You're, here. you're a little hold too this much rabbit of a- do for me. <laughs> You've lost me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's when we get our. This is what. So I don't know much about man thing, and this is where I, I'm definitely going to offend somebody. Probably I read this splash page about the origin of man thing, and my first thought was, how is this not Swamp Thing? Uh, <laughs> because Swamp Thing die, or uh, because Alec Holland dies and his soul goes into a sentient plant monster. Not uh, he doesn't become the plant monster. At least in. Uh, more so. definitely, yeah. Okay, maybe for maybe with Alan Moore redoing it, it kind of changes it because, so, like, yeah, because it Ted just Salas- felt weird. I'm just like, this seems very familiar. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I just I want to I want to throw the ball to Adam thing because I know he's had to answer this question a million. Well, times. There, there are a couple of really fun pieces of history that help delineate the the differences between these characters. Uh, the the first one is uh, uh, on a character biography. Man Thing cannot speak, and for a long time uh, in the history of the character was literally trapped in one swamp in Florida, couldn't go anywhere, and so well, that definitely makes a big difference. A huge delineation. Also, very relatable yeah. i've also been trapped <laughs> up in florida yeah man thing has been practicing for the pandemic for a long fucking time uh, it's a horrible place to be trapped but so suffice to say you know swamp thing has way more flexibility and uh exists as an independent free thinking character gotcha, whereas the man yeah. thing what the man thing's origin was a horror monster but in steve gerber's hands he was largely used uh to tell vignette stories uh not unlike twilight zone or uh for modern times the black mirror uh he was always in support of his support characters and his as a character he was used as a lens to look at what is affecting people socially in the times which was pretty cool and different yeah, um, definitely as i'm reading it more he seems more like a more of a creature than yes. like a person like yeah. swamp thing was yeah. too and well swamp thing even you know evolves into being an entity he's a god he's almost like, like he a is for- well, he's I, I thought green. it was he's interesting nature yeah right yeah, yeah. but mm-hmm. i thought it was interesting that like that was a new development that swamp thing kind of took a little bit from man thing because before that uh the the green thing didn't really exist right and, um 
so he kind of took man things nexus of all realities um mm-hmm. and you know made it made it its own right yeah. yeah yeah the nexus is a big thing and that's the that's the second really interesting thing is uh part of the reason why these are so similar is because one of the co-creators of the man thing jerry conway was roommates with len ween yep. who wrote the first house of secrets swamp thing story and then len ween wrote the second man thing story so they were just changing places and writing whatever the hell they wanted right. there was there was talk of uh, uh legal action from marvel against uh, dc but but as soon as you get into that, I mean, you got Black Cat and you've got Catwoman, you got sure. the Suicide Squad oh, yeah. and Thunderbolts. It's what? a house of cards. I mean, Imagine being at- the judge presiding over that case. Well, look at look at <laughs> look at Captain Marvel. That that uh, lawsuit went on forever. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, just like Jack Kirby trying to get paid for uh, Captain America, like uh, there's just so many. There's, all legal battles in comics are fucking messy. Well, and and there used to be a. T- I think we know that, especially as we witness the like uh, X Men belong to Fox, and and now they're acquired by Disney, who mm-hmm. owns Marvel, mm-hmm. and all of the the difficulty that comes with that. In the '70s, uh, Steve Gerber got together, who who really popularized Man Thing. Didn't create him, but popularized Man Thing. Yeah. Steve Gerber. Uh, uh, hung out with Len Wein and Len Wein prepares stuff, has like years of script to, to share. And uh, Gerber said, what do you have planned for Swamp Thing? And Len Wein shared it with Gerber and Gerber just said, all right, I'll just make sure not to do that. <laughs> and that was it. That That's was so it. Nice. That's awesome. That was all. And Gerber you know, is. he really w- he did what he said he would. Gerber ended up giving us Howard the Duck. So he really yeah, went in a very different. different. Yeah. Also, the barbarian that comes out of a peanut butter jar. Oh, yeah, that is a whole thing. <laughs> I, I love I love Gerber because it's like his stuff is so batshit, and he was like an observer of drug culture. Yeah. But it was just so you like watch hippies, and he was just like so. His stuff is so different than everyone else making comics at that time. Yeah. Yo, is he just like the hunter? I was just about to use the word Gonzo. (laughs) Well, he was very Gonzo. You know, it was his first job as a writer. He he worked for an insurance company before he started writing Man Thing comics. Also, the first person, first creator to ever get royalties on a non-comic book thing because he made Howard the Duck for president pins, and they uh, he got royalties off of that. No other creator had done that before. Kudos to him. Wow. Kudos yeah, to him. <laughs> but it, you know, it, I think it, it, the thing that's notable is the Man Thing has gone through a lot of different phases. He started as horror. This comic, uh, Avengers: Curse of the Man Thing. I mean, just look at the name. It's like a horror book. The idea yeah. is Harrower wants people to experience their greatest fears. You have these plant-like spore insects uh, uh, infecting people and they are breaking down and experiencing things that they're afraid of or catching a flame and. <laughs> It's really interesting to me because I don't think Marvel knows which version of the man thing anyone wants. And <laughs> I, that is as true. The, as a <laughs> yeah. huge fan of the man thing, I will say it's not this one. This is closer than 2017 R.L. Stein. But I mean, anything is. I wonder if we we'll get all three yeah. in this miniseries, though. I wonder if we're going to get different variations of it. 
Yeah. So, you know, in this book, we have the harrower who immediately confronts the man thing, strips his skin. Dude, just just fucking like, rips his skin. Punch, yeah. She punches F in the chat. Punches yeah. his insides out of him somehow. Yeah. Like, doesn't his even like take out. his skin off. Like literally punches his insides and just like, has his skin. That yeah. shit was crazy. Yeah, commandeers his abilities uh, using the nexus of all realities and his you know control over plants to create these huge terrible stalks that produce pollen and insects and yada yada. And the Avengers how, yeah. are deployed to go and stop it. I love how people immediately are taking selfies with it, and then someone just catches on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. I also like this. That is very much what would exactly sure. would happen. Like, and then there's this whole bit where, like, Captain America gets, like, gobbled up by one, and yeah. then has not to- Not lit on fire. Has to fight yeah. all of these, like, failed attempts at bringing back Captain the America. Super yeah, yeah, because that that was supposed to be man. That's like was. that's like the yeah. origin of the serum, right? Which I thought right. super soldier serum. I, th- right? I thought at least that was kind of an interesting thing was making the serum a thorough line uh, to connect him to Cap and right as kind of like the genesis for whatever Ted is going to do. Yeah, right. um, I wonder if we'll see Mockingbird because she helped make the serum. That's right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she she debuted in uh, Kazar uh, with the Man Thing, like way back in the seventies, uh, and so maybe we will. Yeah, she's um, one of the scientists that helped work. At, I don't know. It's it's interesting that they're doing that uh, as one of the the story beats. Yeah, I could see her in the Spider Man issue. They they kind of cross over every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. I think my you know my number one takeaway here is there's way too much focus on Ted Salas for me because what fascinates me about the man thing is that he is in fact a monstrosity and the the scariest and arguably the funniest aspect of him is Ted Salas was an extremely handsome extremely smart dude trying to make a super soldier and his fate ended up being uh, a monstrosity that no one can even understand and right. and yet he understands everyone perfectly because all the man thing can do is communicate and read empathy and feelings directly, not even filtered through people's language. They're not even attempting to communicate with him. He just gets it. And he can't communicate oh, back. That sounds you awful. It is. <laughs> and, and the notion of spending time with Ted, unfortunately for me, I think makes him too similar to the Hulk. You know, Banner Hulk is a thing. We have that. Especially because Hulk goes to the through the green door and has his whole dimension yeah. and yeah. The, all the Al Ewing stuff. And they're, yeah, that seems like they're definitely you think pulling through that. Yeah trying to do the empathy angle with Black Panther. It's there was something with Black Panther and him not being burned that I think he's not scared. Yeah, I think that was sure, all that but, I gathered from that. Was that like a lot of the heroes weren't burning cuz they're not scared yeah. of it. But there could like, also be another angle that because we haven't be, we yeah. haven't finished cuz Captain that, Marvel gets lit on fire oh yeah and and they could just put it out with a fire extinguisher which is confusing like this is not a cosmic nightmarish fire i guess it's just right like a kitchen just fire regular regular fire <laughs> like yeah still a regular fire that when you breathe in pollen still pretty alarming not good <laughs> i personally I, I mean i like there's a there's an interesting idea there as using him to you know get everyone to burn across the globe using fear um mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's a like probably a f- what she's doing yeah like right. this is that's her creation i mean using th- that power i think yeah. that yeah. her plan is kind of unique and interesting for for a book um yeah it unfortunately sidelines man thing as a character 
And that's, I think that's okay in most cases because I think truly the best man thing stories are not focused on the man thing. Man thing is, is an observer of other issues. That's certainly not happening here. Although the Avengers are driving the action of this story. But the, uh, the thing that I do think is a plus is the harrower is a potential enemy or a nemesis. The man thing doesn't have many of those. He's got F.A. Schist, who is an industrialist who builds buildings (laughs) in the swamp. His name is Fascist. Oh my God. Yeah. His name is Fascist. <laughs> yeah, and he's got a, awesome. and he has a pink oh my God. he has a pink demon from hell named yes. Fog that no one likes. <laughs> and then apart from that, he just beats up alligators and that's it. And that's like his whole and, uh, thing. Am I think I you are. I think you might be the man thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do I just fight alligators and fascists? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, like like that's, that's too many boxes. Like it comes from a swamp in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Fights fascists and alligators. Yeah. <laughs> Sets people on fire. Yeah. yeah. I also love the art. I yeah, thought it was really. Yeah. Great. I thought it was very evocative of the mood it wanted to set. Um, and the, I don't know, the colors are gorgeous. Yeah, it's cool and creepy. Too. Right, yeah. the, the, seeing the team ups is fun. I like seeing uh, Ted being able to confront Steve Rogers. That's a big deal. Ted yeah. devoted his life and ruined his life trying to create a new uh, uh, cap. And the reveal—I don't know if it's much of a cliffhanger. I don't know if anybody gives a shit. I know. I saying, was, it was so interesting. I'm like, does, does anyone care about a retcon yeah. to man is that? Is that? Is that? Yeah. But it felt like it was trying to be a big cliffhanger, and then it just like. Wow. This is this I'm big. sure this is going to be a big deal for Adam, so I'm just going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this is the second huge retcon that doesn't matter because the most recent one that Marvel tried was saying that the Man Thing, the Project Sulfur that Ted worked on, was a weapons project, like a weapon axe. And that was sort of Marvel's way of saying, okay, people don't, we don't know what to do with the man thing. Why don't we connect it to an existing thing, weapon project? That didn't happen. Nobody cares, right? (laughs) And in this case, for Ted to, in anguish, to say, Steve, I didn't create the serum. I'm like, okay, so someone else did. (laughs) (laughs) Like, someone still made it. Yeah, Yeah. you're still the man thing. It doesn't doesn't really matter, I guess. I I guess it's also interesting Um, that Cap is also a weapons program yeah but yeah that felt like morrison's felt like that was kind of coherent as opposed to man things edition which is kind of like tacked on and like right whatever yeah i like the horror Uh, i like having a nemesis that stuff is cool i'm really looking forward to spider-man and the man thing because those spider-man and the man thing have history spider-man goes to the everglades fights the lizard hangs out with the man thing it happens a lot, surprisingly frequently. And I'm excited about that. I'm excited for X-Men and the Man-Thing because Claremont wrote Man-Thing issues after Gerber. Mm. They were really bad. But, you know, it's like there's a history there. I'm My- excited because he's using forearm and yeah. like Shark Girl <laughs> yeah, for like it's no A unique team. God it's a really you. unique team. But also, also one- Man-Thing on Krakoa sounds like fun. Plus every main. single every time I went to Krokoa, you know, Krokoa has those like kind of fuchsia orbs and like they're pink. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I always thought like the man thing is tied in here somehow, but never it's has gotta been. Be, yeah. Never has been. Also, man thing meaning magic. Oh, it's it's got to be, got to be something I'm looking forward to. 
Yeah, I'm excited about that too. I think Man the Thing, thing Magic, baby. What? That's my new podcast. Is Man Thing yeah, Magic? Man Thing Man Magic. Thing you just, magic. It's your magic. It's that, your magic. That sounds show. like a like a band. Man, Man Thing Magic and uh, our our movie Man Thing Magic Mike, which I'm really excited about. <laughs> yeah. Giant size yeah. Man Thing Mike. Uh, I don't like that. Which, actually, it could have been called Magic Mike, comma Man Thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say I'm very excited that Man Thing is you know, on the stands, uh, the man thing has always been in the wings. He's kind of the like Forrest Gump in the MCU because <laughs> he's just always man there thing was named that. in agents of shield man thing supposedly is in the background and in, in the collector's, uh, uh, laboratory in guardians oh, man right. thing's head is on top of the coliseum in thor ragnarok uh the man thing's mm-hmm. ex-wife was one of the main and uh, um uh baddies in iron man 3 the man thing is just like always around but never there and it's- i love having him back in the spotlight in some way but my my biggest gripe as a fan is i think the best way to bring realize this character for who he is what it is is to have like a black mirror style you know, mm-hmm. through the lens of the man thing, we see what what causes strife to people. And we have no limit to the strife that we as people are experiencing. <laughs> right. it, oh, it's man. so yeah. crazy to me that, right. You're that not DC lying. and Marvel both have opportunities, both have perfect sandboxes for vignette horror anthologies, and they don't take them. And they don't take them. I love horror anthologies. I just I just want mm-hmm. Madam I just want Madam Xanadu. Like Tales of the Crypt, Madame Xanadu, yes. and I want like oh horror God. anthology, yeah. Man Thing stuff. It's yes. so easy. It's such a great like you know once a month uh, like anthology annual or something. Just like yeah. you yeah. have the no, you but- have people on your bullpens who are like there's tons of great writers right now, and especially like we've been talking about Tynan and his horror stuff and. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Rom doing Swamp Thing, and I mean, and how many times we talked about Ice Cream Man? Right. Ha ha. It's, we're we're going to be talking about Silver Coin next week. The time for is right. Top story, calling it. The yeah. time is oh, right. Are you calling dibs? Yeah, <laughs> I'm calling it Top Story. Sure. I'm not even calling. Fucking I just dibs. think you know, in in the 70s, uh, Gerber used to say that Marvel's continuity was his number one obstacle because he he was forced to take a character that no one knew what to do anything with, and it should have been extremely difficult, but no one gave a shit, so he didn't need to tie it to anything. And that ended up being a really special component. It was, yeah. you know, the X Factor. And I wish Marvel would revisit that instead of needing the Avengers to be full team, go into action, punch, punch, punch. That's like that's just not really what a man thing book to is. To mm-hmm. me, yeah. anyway. You know what I'm calling it? What they need to do? Hire Mark Russell. Because if anyone could fucking write a book like I mean, that... That, that is cool. that is like pointing out like societal woes, having a villain named fascist. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I feel like if anyone could pull that shit off, that's yeah, he'd probably be one yeah. of them. Yeah, 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 for sure. This is uh, much better than 2017's showing. It's much better than the time that the Man Thing showed up in the Champions book and had a six pack and was really fuckable. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, it's Whoa. much better. They Lola bunny her. They Lola bunny yeah, them. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. He, he was thick. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, and it's, it's which which also brings me to the definitive question you know is coming adam does man thing have a mouth no mouth no mouth no okay. mouth okay all right we're we're team no mouth yeah. man thing the man trunk. thing doesn't have a mouth yeah he's got a trunk he's a trunk person he's a trunk boy uh for sure <laughs> yeah that's how he gets yeah. all his nutrients 
Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's got that WAP. He is wet ass <laughs> photosynthesis. Don't like that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right, so so, so this is another long one. Adam, thank you so much for sticking around. Thank you so much for yeah, for a lot of fun. for giving us all of this man thing knowledge for the brain dump of man thing. Absolutely, I've learned so much. I'm also gonna go buy. Uh, Brave New Worlds has the man thing Steve uh, Gerber stuff off for half off. off. I'm gonna buy it. I've never I've never yeah. read it, so Perfect. I'm gonna go buy that. Yeah, I, I encourage everyone to do it. Uh, they're really really weird and wonderful stories from Gerber, Volume One especially. Uh, this was really fun to be on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm a big fan of the show. Congrats on next week being 69. Nice. And <laughs> yeah, uh, nice. I if I can make a suggestion because this has such a long run runtime, this is truly a giant size. Uh, podcast. Yes, so there you have it. There's it your moniker for this week. <laughs> it is a giant size man we, thing. It, Holy it, shit! Fuck. The last the last Love few it. weeks have gotten away from us, but we're just so excited. Yeah, I mean we've we've had a lot of good stuff to talk about. So, uh, but before we leave, Adam, where can we find you? Yes. Uh, so I'm the co-host of a podcast called Comic Book Junto, which you you so graciously mentioned. Uh, that that show is coming back uh, every other week. I co-host that with my my buddy Octavius A. Newman. It's a really fun show. If you like the show, you'll probably enjoy that one as well. And uh, confirmed. Yes. I I when coming up with trying to do a podcast, I was like, I hope we can be as good as as Comic Book Junto. Not sure if we are. Uh, well. But- our, our show doesn't exist so much and yours does so you're killing it in being <laughs> um, and I appreciate you uh, and then uh, Man Thing Minute is a podcast that I host where I bring uh, guests on to talk about one issue of the Man Thing and introduce the character just one issue at a time and uh, I might have some legal recourse with the Movie Minute uh, group hey, I, I don't I mean you might have to fight someone if they ever want to do that movie mo- minute by minute but I don't think anyone's going oh, to try to race I don't you think so. I doubt it I think the only one being fought is ourselves. Uh, you would have to yeah. fight yourself in order to get through that movie. Absolutely. But hopefully, uh, Man Thing Minute, my podcast, will return soon so we can celebrate the 50th anniversary um, with Steve Orlando. Thanks, Steve, for bringing him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know if I speak for everyone here, but I would fucking love to be on that now that I'm going to read Old Man Thing. Yeah. Yes. You've got, yeah, you've got a whole lineup of guest hosts just waiting in the wings yeah. from this. There you Hit go. Us up. So, yes, this, this entire show, you were all invited to uh, regret an hour and a half of your life. I will me. talk about <laughs> 70s Marvel any day. Let's do it. I mean, you, uh, it, it's only fair that we return the favor because we ruined your <laughs> yeah. an hour and a half of your life. I was just about to life. say, uh, speaking of ruining an hour and a half of our lives, you can find us at last week's comics um, on on you know the Twitters, the Instagrams, all that jazz. Uh, please support us on Patreon. We've got a lot of cool Patreon content out there. I'm wrapping up hosting a whole mini series about Batman the animated series. Uh, our our takeover episode actually uh, came out a couple of weeks ago. Nice. So uh, go oh, check nice. that out. Um, that yeah, and to just check out all the cool stuff we got going on at Dueling Genre. Um, yeah, so I'll do all of that and support your local comic book shop. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, and Adam, who so graciously uh, lent us his time this week, uh, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody.